Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Fans Insight Sunday Takedown. I'm your host, John Hoppy, joined with our colleagues, Brian the Hype Ballard. How you doing? Doing good. Good afternoon, boys. And we also have C to the LOS, Carlos. How you doing, brother? Good, guys. Glad to have at least three-fifths of the teams back together. It's been a while since we've all had t- time to talk shop. So I'm looking forward to today's uh, space and podcast and whatever you else you want to call it. <laughs> wow. Did See, he just belittles us right away there, Brian. <laughs> How's that belittling? I don't know. You just made it sound like we were nothing here. So, you know. How? I said I'm excited to talk. Like, when like our podcast, you shut the hell up. You just called us what? a podcast or you know whatever hey so i'm excited to talk I, but I, I included us i included me in it too so if i'm belittling anybody i'm belittling myself too let's yeah, move on you're gonna piss me off i'm gonna jump through the screen right now well isn't that, isn't that our normal <laughs> shenanigans every week so you guys start off every show with a little bit of a dispute right. <laughs> it's your thing <laughs> if i could quickly uh suggest a compromise uh i heard three-fifths before and i just wanted to say i stand against the three-fifths compromise <laughs> shenanigans <laughs> all right my friend pay a little get a lot in bstream 702.com the only place you should ever watch anything uh no comment <laughs> oh geez carlos wait i just laid in there already uh, no, welcome to this week's episode. We have a little bit to talk about. Um, we're going to cover three different subjects. I'm going to try to save mine for last because I hope to start this one with a little more positivity. <laughs> wow. <well, laughs> Carlos last. He knows where I'm going to go. So uh, so this week in wrestling, uh, did both, well, I guess I should say, did all three of you watch? We'll start with Brian. Yeah. Uh, all three programs this week. Well, did you did you watch much wrestling all this week? Yeah, I did. I um I caught up on Dynamite, SmackDown, and Battle of the Belts in Collision last night. Um, you know, I didn't watch too much of Raw. I watched a little bit of the highlights, really. So actually, I was able to focus and hone in pretty good this week. And what was your thoughts with this week's programming? Um, we're definitely for the WWE side. We're in WrestleMania season. I love it. Um. I was, I think I was saying this on Twitter. Like, I love the fact that it always seems like they dial it up just a little bit and you see, hear it going up and up. And um, AEW's programming, I feel like they're trying to gather their feet, right? And um, kind of what I was saying is I'm, I'm hoping that they can get to a point where they can define what kind of year they're going to have. And, um, but I am enjoying a lot of aspects of it. I'm, I think I'm actually going to really like Samoa Joe as champion. I'm, I like some of the stuff he's doing. Um, more than I thought I initially would. So, all right, Carlos, let's get your thoughts. So I I thought for um, so I thought the best show of the week that I watched by far was um, was Hard to Kill. Um, you know the TNA pay per view TNA wrestling's back. Um, as a fan, I'm really excited. We we did a we did a um, we did a space yesterday, which I hope you're gonna put up eventually. Um, you know, it was just it's just a fun it was a fun show. It was really fun to talk about TNA. The people that came on the space yesterday where they were excited about it. You know, they got they got Nick Nimitz coming in, which I think was the perfect hire for them because he's somebody who who can build the brand up, but in, but he's also made a lot of money in WWE and he's not looking to get hired from AEW. He's not looking to go back to the Fed. So it's like he's he's 
he's the perfect person they should be spending money on. So I thought that was a really smart hire for them and really good person for them to invest in. Um, you had battle the belts. So I'll just, I'll sum it up to this. I did. I thought NXT was, was good. I, I always enjoy SmackDown. SmackDown's only two hours and it, and it just flows by so quickly. Um, and it's, and it's just, it's a good program. I do think they're laying the layers to see the downfall of Roman Reigns. Cause you know, if, if you paid attention, Paul Heyman couldn't get anybody else to team up with the bloodline. And so they were going to be three on two. They ended up attacking Randy. He was out of the match. And so now it's, and then it was, so they beat up, they beat solo and, and Jimmy Uso. Um, I thought, I thought Bailey and, and Bianca was a good match. I thought Rob was kind of a miss for me. I just, for me, I, I just, I feel like it needed more, more, more of a, I feel like you could just tell they were they were kind of giving you something, but but not giving you a lot because they're going against the college football championships. And for me, like i like that after coming off the rock and, and day one, I feel like they're just kind of just they're kind of just coasting until until um until Royal Rumble. And I just wish they were coming in stronger. Um, but at the same time, it is it hasn't it didn't take away my my excitement for the product. Um you know, it's still going really good. The thing that I thought was kind of sad for, you know, it's, again, it's, I'm still excited for it. The CM Punk Drew promo was excellent. The main event was good. I really thought the Miz had a really good match. I mean, they're and they're doing a good they're doing a good job with with WWE. The thing I like about about their programming, especially with Raw, and this is the, the difference between them and Collision, is they're giving you a really strong opening match. They're giving you a really strong middle match, and they're giving you a really strong closing match. And in between, they're trying they're filling in the matches where you're trying to build people and you're trying to get they're trying to get people over. Where with, with like AEW, for example, like with Collision, it was just a big match yesterday, and the only match that really was an important matchup was the main event. And you had Adam 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 Copeland, you know, starting off the show, but he was he was fighting Lee Moriarty, and they did a good job of highlighting, you know, Lee Moriarty's. But nobody wants to watch that match, you know. And to me, it should just be a stronger opening match, a stronger middle match, and and again, like like they should follow what the WWE is doing. And it's just not. It was just it was just these matches that I don't care about. And again, like I've talked about before. They do, they do a good job of, of feeding to the live crowd. And what I mean by that is they're giving them the stars they want to see. But for someone on the TV audience who wants to tune in, there's really there's not a reason they'd want to watch that. But even like having Dustin Rhodes versus um versus I forget his name. Um Willie, Willie Mack. Mack. Willie Mack. Yeah. Who wants to see that? And why is Dustin Rhodes on TV? You know, one of the guys, you know, Leroy was talking about yesterday on our space that is Tony Khan's giving, you know, rewarding Dustin for stepping in for, for Swerve. But it's like they reward him with a better match than that. You know, I don't need to see Dustin Rhodes beat Willie Mack in order to, in order to validate him getting a title shot with Christian. It's like, he's, he's Christian. He's freaking Dustin Rhodes, you know? And I think that's what fans need to realize too. The ones that are attacking us like, like Jinder Mahal is a former world champion. Seth Rollins has had has had has had open challenges. There's really no point if he wants to give Jinder Hall a match, he can have a match, you know. And that's the thing with with and I think just with AEW, I'm really hoping that we're getting better storylines because yeah, the Adam Copeland you know open challenge is a storyline, but at the same time, like it should just have better opponents and it should be the second thing on the show. You shouldn't be depending on him to open the show and get the ratings in when um when it's going against somebody that fans aren't invested in. And again, 
like I talked about last night, when you're putting on somebody who you, you've, you've regulated the ring of honor, you're already saying that you don't value him enough to put on the main show. So why am I going to be as a fan invested in seeing him in, in the main matchup opening a show? That's just not a good way to capture people. Um, and the one thing I felt like with, with battle of the Valley, you know, I think what he's doing, what they're doing with jungle boy is a really good, is a really good strategy because he's not, you on AEW. So having him go on that show, rip up the contract was a good thing. But you had John Moxley on there too, and Eddie Kingston. And when you're a t when you're a, when you're a program who has live sh live show on a major network, your show shouldn't feel like the third thought. And that's what I felt like yesterday. Like for me, I thought I thought Hard to Kill. I thought TNA killed it. Then it was Battle of the Valley, and then it was then it was AEW. And you're, you should never feel like that with a brand, especially when you're giving your stars to the other brand that they should feel more superior than you. Like you should be winning the night, not these other people. When you're the one who has the main the the good real estate as far as reaching an audience. Wow, that was quite the passion there. Well, yeah, because I'm excited. You know, I think, I think, you know, I think we're gonna eat good this year as wrestling fans. You know, but at the same time, like, and at the same time, like, I, I love AEW. I mean, the reason why I started doing a put our space on Wednesdays is because it was the, it was the, it was the, um, it was the, you know, it was the. The, the, it was the content that I was most excited about. You know, it was, it was the, it was the organization that I had the most passion for and, and I don't want to see them lose their real estate. And I feel like Tony Khan's just taking it for granted, you know, and I feel like he needs to just do a better job of booking, trust the people he has there. They have good people, you know, and again, I, and I don't think it's fair for people to think Adam Copeland should be, should be bringing in ratings when he's fighting somebody who's not really, and again, it's, he's, I know what he's trying to do, but at the same time, he shouldn't have that pressure on himself, even though he'll, I know he'll take it to try to build that show, you know, with opening a match against Lee Marotti. They, they need to have better storylines to go in there and, and give the fans a reason to tune in. Like, I mean, again, and I think that's a lot of pressure on his talent too, because I know they're going to cook and they're going to put on a good match, but they shouldn't have that pressure on their backs of knowing they have to go out there and kill it. It should be the storylines helping to, to sell the program as, as well. So I'm just, and again, I just, I, they have the good talent there. I just want to see them cook. Cause again, I want to see these, all these wrestlers have a chance to eat. I want to enjoy their art because they are artists, you know, and I don't want to see them losing that, 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 that precious television time. And I also think AEW fans need to, they need to be honest and start criticizing the product because I feel like they just go after WWE and both sides too, and they're not being fair to their own product. Like I feel like every AEW fan should be asking for better from Tony Khan right now, and that's not a bad thing. That's that's just the health health. There's a health there's a healthy criticism, and there's there's the trolling criticism. That I think a healthy criticism is just fine to have, especially when you care about a pro, a, you care about a product as much as we all care about it. Just as long as it doesn't go the alleyway of, you know, Eric Bischoff, right? Well, and that's the thing too. And that's the thing that people didn't realize, you know, and again, and that's something I mean, at first too, I mean, when we were first monetizing, when I was building up my account, I would go on and do a comment knowing that people are going to troll, but it's like, who cares? Like people, and the people need to realize like all these guys are selling a brand and Eric Bischoff has a healthy criticism, but at the same time, like, like listen to it, you know, and the thing that I like about Eric Bischoff is he's, he's not looking for a job, you know? So I think his criticism has some merit, but at the same time, you don't got to, you can take it with the, with the grain of salt, but you don't have to like be so tribal about it, you know? And it's like, it's, and it's, it's again, like, just don't, don't go and getting nasty. Cause again, like you're going to attract more bees with, you're going to attract more bees of honey than you are anything else. So just learn to like balance it out, take things you want to hear, go back with it. But also like, yeah, just don't, 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 
put so much value on one person or the other. Like, like, and like, have a good sense of people that you get your information from. And also, th- listen to the talent, man. That's what I do. I go on a lot of these podcasts, like Chris Van Vliet, who's a very positive guy, talks about gratitude and hearing it from different talents' eyes. You know, it just it gives you a whole new perspective for the for the business. And that's what I would say to go do is just start listening to what the talent has to say about people and being honest about it and you'll get a lot different perspective about what's going on you know that's what i you know and, and again and especially don't be attacking chris jericho when he's doing a cruise giving these people a chance to make make money you know sharing making the wrestling business stronger you know it's like yeah does he have a spouse at the same time they all do you know and and, the, and again there's different rules about the business that i don't want to know about because it was a very dirty business about how to get ahead and just be grateful that we don't have to experience that or do that just enjoy it for its face value yeah, way to not get right into my part of the topic today, but thanks. <laughs> well, you brought. Well, you should have mentioned Eric Bischoff then. You should have. You should have saved it. Well, you did. You, you oh, it. Jericho cruise part, but anyway. oh, gotcha. Okay, but <laughs> but anyways, no, no. I, I guess what I was trying to get at is, I know a lot of the IWC has been really on top of Eric Bischoff as far as his criticisms toward AEW, and I get it. You don't like to hear criticism. However, I think. Eric Bischoff has a lot of legit criticisms. I don't see him any different than if I was to get, you know, constructive criticism from my employer, you know, you have to learn how to take that because he's been there. He's been one of the only people to really defeat Vince McMahon, especially when it comes to the ratings for the wrestling wars, even though they really aren't in a wrestling war right now. But, think, but it's also like, you, I think the thing too is they got to remember is like, he's coming from a place where he wants a, at the end of the day, this is what people need to remember. He wants AEW to succeed. He wants it to be a good brand. He wants to see it thrive. So when you just remember that, whenever you get mad, always go back to, always go back to point number one. He wants the brand to thrive. He's not looking for it to fail. So if people just realize that, I think it would just make it all, all much better. Like chill the fuck out. <laughs> Well, hey, thanks for jumping in when I was getting to that point. But anyways. <laughs> well, then get it to it faster. <laughs> well, no, just shut up and let me take my turn. Ooh, yes, daddy. Damn. Jesus. I didn't think this was this Carlos podcast. This was the rest. Well, it felt like that the last couple of weeks. Boom, bitch. Uh, like that. <laughs> well, too bad. I'm taking, I take time off and spend it with my family. So eat it. So anyways. No. If you ever listen to Eric Bischoff, he's said it many a times. He wants AEW to succeed. He wants to see them compete with WWE. However, when he's given advice, especially with what happened with WCW during the Monday Night Wars, he's given you some solid advice. The only thing I really don't like is it just always never seems to end with negative comment after negative comment after negative comment. Although I will give Bischoff this. He has thrown out a few positive things for AEW. It, the problem is the IWC just doesn't want to tune into the positive. They just want to hear the negative. And that's the bad part with that type of community. And today's society is, it's kind of like that. Um, it's kind of like the the point to get across. There was a story where a math teacher, you know, writes, writes down the entire nine times tables. She answered the first one incorrectly on purpose and wrote the correct answers on the rest. And the students laughed at her one mistake, said, okay, well, how many of you are going to tell me great job for the other ones that I answered right? 
and none of the students raised their hand or whatnot because they were too focused on the one negative thing. That's the problem with the IWC is they don't focus on the many positives over the less negatives. And I think that's just something we need to get back and going, making this a more positive environment too. Yeah, I agree with that uh, narrative. Kind of on that note, what did you guys like in the program in this week with AEW? Like what was the positive? They did really well. For me, um, it's the way they've introduced Hook and the way they've introduced him as a challenger. And I'm looking forward to next Wednesday's match because of that. But what are some of your guys's? I'll let Go ahead. Go first, John. <laughs> no, I really haven't watched a whole lot this week because I've been doing other things. But go ahead, Carlos. First of all, like I like I talked about on Wednesday, like and I, it's like and I'll just recap. I, I feel like they should be going to Daly's place like once a month, with 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 both with both Collision and both with um with AEW Dynamite. I just think that that's like their and again we had the guy who joined us and he you know he was the coach he was from the area too and even said yeah if they did that I would totally come support. I feel like sometimes, like, I think, like, sometimes, like, you know, like, in life, you got to just humble yourself sometimes and be like, okay, look, we need to change what we're doing right now. And, and you know, and, and I need to just kind of, like, have a little humility and do this. I think just going going back there, it would just give the product a, a fun a fun atmosphere because I knew it was coming from Daily's Place and I was really excited for it. And it just came across as a, as a fun show, like a party. And that's what, got, that's what got them to the dance, you know. So I think that they need to just look at more of those, you know, kind of spaces and be like, you know, where, where can we come and bring the party? Um, I, you know, again, like that, I, I like the main event. Like I like those little choices like that. Like for, you know, those are the matches like I talked about before, like the six man match, that was the main event, you know, where I don't know who's going to win, you know? And I feel like that's what we need more from ring up from these shows from AEW is Tony Khan needs to quit protecting the talent and he needs to just giving us more, more matches where it's like, you know, I'm not sure who's going to win this match. And, and again, like both guys need to win. Like that's the kind of booking they need. I thought the Sting Darby match was really good. Um, are we going to talk about Battle of the Belts after, after this? Or are you, are you going to segue yeah, to that, Brian? I was going to let Brian talk about Battle of the Belts. So, so I'll save this. I'll say that for this, you know, like for me, I appreciate the effort, you know, and again, it just, I like the fact that he's trying they're trying to get other people over and they're doing this, but they're just not doing it in the right way. And they just need to find the right formula. So again, I, I thought this the eight-man matches were good. Like I for me, I want to see as much talent getting getting as much exposure as possible. So and again, as a as a fan who who's been there, I appreciate that they're giving these 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 fans the wrestlers they want to see. I like the fact that the Young Bucks are back, you know, because I think that they, I think with with um, Kenny being out, you know, and MJF coming out, they need they need to be back on t television. So I'm glad to see that they showed back up. Um, there was just there's you know there's just there's there's positives there to get. It's like I'm I'm looking forward to next week's show. I like that the women got to be showcased a little bit more. That you know they all got entrances. That was really cool. Um, you know, again for me, the, it's just. I like I like what they did for the main events. I think they just they need to do that more. And again, the whole thing with Claudio and Hangman too. That was a great match. I I don't know why I need to see I needed to see Hangman beat up beat up JD Drake on Collision. That was just I, that was a miss for me, you know. But I just think giving us more of those matches that are just matches where the outcome doesn't seem so obvious. And and doing that, you know, for three matches out of the five on the shows, and then the other two, let those be matches where you build your build your talent. But again, they're. They're going in the right direction. I feel like maybe they just need to focus on one person at a time and and or you're just doing a couple things and not trying to do so much. But I do I do appreciate the fact that I feel like they do listen to the fans. 
Yeah, I'm with you guys. Um, for me, Collision has kind of become old school, like WWF superstars. Uh, it's kind of like the enhancement talent show. We got to get some guys some wins, you know, before they go to the main event of Dynamite, right? So I feel like Dynamite's that premiere show, and Collision for me has kind of become WWE super, WWF superstars from back in the day. Um, and I just kind of noticed that vibe and narrative. I don't know if that's what they're going for. But it's definitely kind of what it's become. Every once in a while, they'll throw something in there. Um, and that's why I do like, you know, shows like we'll talk about here in a minute with Battle of the Belts, where it adds a little extra value. And we'll talk a little bit about how we can beef that up. Well, speaking of Battle of the Belt, oh, sorry, Carlos. Well, no, and like, and like and by, but at the same time, like what you're saying, that like that shouldn't, you shouldn't, that shouldn't be the thing for a Saturday night show. And again, and I think, and again, I think he, I, I, I put it back to what I think that he thinks Adam Clifton's enough of a draw, but there just needs to be better storylines, you know? And, and, and I don't know, man, it's like, again, I just hope for better because I want, I want people to tune in. I want to see them do good. Um, but yeah, like, like, I don't know. I don't, again, I don't want to keep beating it down. Uh, the one thing that I want to say, and again, I think this, and this is my main thing for AEW is I think that they need to, he needs to quit giving the talent so much, so much, he need they need to approve what they're gonna do before. And again, I think that it's good they're letting them be artists, but at the same time, they just need they need more they need more streamlining. Like for example, on on Rampage this week, Jeff Hardy was doing a promo and talking about how they're the draw and and that their their ratings beat their ratings beat collision. Like whoever approved that or whoever said that needs to be fired. Like you shouldn't be highlighting the fact that a that a that a taped show on a Friday night beat your beat your beat your two hour live show on a Saturday. Like that to me was just like such a fucking miss, you know? And and to me, like I I, I see what they're doing. Like they're they're char they're starting to turn the Hardy's heel. But but you just you just shit on your own program for for a promo that not that many people watch anyways. I just thought that was such bad taste. And I think that's where they're missing the 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 more structure of a WWE. And that's just something that I hope where I get to see Tony Khan humble himself and put better people in charge and, and, and have a team because something like that should never be happening. All right. Do you have a counter for that, Brian? No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> Thank well, you. <laughs> well, we get right into AEW Battle of Belts. And Brian, you did a very special episode of Tap Out Tack on this last night. Uh and the one question you kind of wanted to fire at us was should there be some more title changes there on when AEW holds their battle of the belt events? Uh, why don't you go a little more into detail with what you want to look for on this? Sure. So, you know, like I was mentioning, we have battle of the belts that is extra added value to the Saturday night programming. And for the record, I feel like last night's was, you know, a very good balance, right? We started out with that mixed street fight tag match or not mixed, but just a street fight tag match. Um, we also had the women's match and then we ended with the international title. And so while I felt that was good and I didn't really see anything wrong with the programming there. And I felt like I didn't get bored during it. Um, I asked myself the question of, you know, it's battle of the belts. It's supposed to be like clash of champions meets night of champions. And we've only really ever seen one title change in the history of the nine events uh, with Sammy Guevara. And so the question was, is kind of a two part one, do you guys think there should be more title changes at these events? And then kind of a follow up to that also, if yes, what would you like to see what belt specifically, or maybe battle belts 10, we decide to have a major title change at that event being it's the number 10 of that. So uh, I'll go ahead and start with um, 
Carlos, go ahead. So, so here's the thing, and this is the thing I think that Tony Khan needs to realize. And one thing I want to talk about too, really quick, is that yesterday on on the on, when they were doing when they were doing um when they were doing the the promo for Sammy and Jericho on Collision selling the Battle of the Belts thing, it sounded like it was it was piped in cheers for for Jericho. You know, it sounded like they were piping in cheers for the two of them. It might not have been, but that's what it did sound like. So to me, if you're doing that kind of stuff, Tony Khan, you need to remember that once you say something, you cannot take it back, especially on on X and in the wrestling IWC. So you can't go making fun of WWE about something. But then when you're in a pickle and you have someone like Jericho, who's been, who's been chastised. And, and again, the fans don't know how to feel about him because they want, because they just want to believe what they see. And, and so it's like, you're getting a mixed reaction from him. Don't go do, don't, don't say something. Don't criticize the other brand. Cause then when you do something, you look like an idiot. And so that's the one thing where they, they were just like coming at him. So to go on what you just said, so when Tony Khan first for first launched Battle of the Belts, just like what you said, he compared it to Clash of the Champions. And with doing that, Clash of the Champions, at least for like the main card, always had a good storyline going into it. And it was a culmination. It was almost like it was almost like you're getting a pay-per-view, you're getting a pay-per-view on TV for free. And that's what made it so exciting. And especially with with AEW before before last year, they used to only have four pay-per-views. So for me, Battle of the Bell should have always felt like a pay-per-view, and it's never felt like that. And so I and so for me, either the one the it should be the women's the either the main event for every show should either be the women's championship or the AEW heavyweight championship. That should be the main event, number one. Number two, you shouldn't be starting off the show with your with your main with your main match because you're because you're trying to capture the capture the people that were watching collision before and and you're you're trying to catch them before they turn the channel away. If you already know they're going to turn the channel, that's part of the issue there. You should be trying to book better and book stronger so they're going to stay tuned. So to me, the champion, the, the main event should always be either the AEW World Title or the or, or the Women's Title, and that should be the last match. Again, this is Battle of the Belts. The main event should be the main event. And 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 so for me. And and that's just it, you know. And it sh and and it, like I said, so I think if you had very better storylines going into it, and they feel like blood feuds where something's culminating that battle of the belts, that again you only do four months, so that's not a, that's you only do four a year, so it's not that hard to do, you know. It would just feel more special, you know. And 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 again, it sh and it should feel like a and, it sh and it's not even about the title changes too. It should feel every match again, at least two out of the three matches, it should feel like you could actually see a title change here, you know, and it shouldn't just feel like, Oh, Preston got a win over an eight man tag. And so did, and so did Anna J. So now they're going to title. And again, that's just the Tony Khan's booking one-on-one, but that's what needs to change. Like there just needs to feel like there's more ump to these matches, but I definitely think they do need title changes, but it's, but, it, but for me, it's more of just, if you're going to compare it to Clash of Champions, then by God, you better book it like Clash of Champions. And it should be a strong card with the major title at the end. And again, if it was just better storylines, then we would, I don't think we, that would even be a discussion. But yeah, there should definitely be title changes too on the show. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, thank you. Um, I agree with you. I feel that it could use some stronger booking leading into it. Um, one of uh, my new followers on Twitter was actually had some great ideas of, you know, just doing a battle Royal or something that says, this is why you're getting this shot at the battle of the belts. Or, you know, I know we got a lot of tournaments, so I don't want to go that route, but um, something kind of like that leads in, that gives us the buy-in. I do like the hour format of battle of the belts. I don't want it to become a two hour event after collision, you know, cause that's just a little, little lengthy there to be that late. Um, John, what's your thoughts on kind of that question? 
Well, I'm going to throw in a third thing on that. I don't think you should have battle of belts after your, one of your main shows. It's just like you mentioned, that's a little lengthy. It just feels like an afterthought already. Is that kind of what it feels like? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, you really should be having this kind of like how WCW did their clash of the champions events. It was either held on a Tuesday or was held on a Thursday. So, you know, get that show to be away from your regular programming to make it feel like a special show for one, you know, similar to what WWF did back in the day, Saturday night's main event. And, you know, that would be almost a similar concept where you should have your top champion definitely defending that ch that championship. You listening, Roman Reigns? Um, so, you know. <laughs> That, that's the time where you, if you're going to look to have your top champion have a lengthy reign, those are the events you want to use to get those title defenses up and running and keep, keep, keep the validity of your title reign. So with that being said, um, as far as the first question is, should there be more title changes or was that the yeah, it was. Uh, should there be more title changes? Because there's only been one in the history of it, and, 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 that, and that was only because Cody was hurt. It wasn't even a title change; it was just crowned an interim champion. Yeah, just oh. meaning that it should it changed hands. So oh. yeah, so there really has been a very minimal amount of times where they've actually switched over the title to somebody else. So is that an issue now that we've had nine of these under our belt, so to speak? Yes and no. For one, if the title change makes sense then yeah, do it. I mean, this is where if you've been building somebody toward a certain championship, then yeah, it makes sense. Go ahead and pull that trigger, make the move, change your champion. However, you also want to make sure your champions still look strong too. So you don't want to keep playing that hot potato game like a couple of championships in any of the in any of the promotions have been pretty much been diminished to so if the if it makes sense yeah have more title changes but again make sure it makes sense um as far as what championships i would like to see go with the ones that have been holding more uh prestige obviously orange cassidy's international championship though he's only in his second reign and hasn't held it quite as long yet I think that would obviously be one championship you want to have on there. You definitely want to have the tag team championship or have the trios championship. I can't remember how long it's been since they claimed defended. Do you Carlos? Um, they, they defended once they defended about like three weeks ago when they, when uh, they came back because they defended against, um, against top flight and action Andretti. See, I mean, right there, that would have been a perfect opportunity to find some kind of buildup. But my criticism toward those trios championships long before they were brought into the play is you got to have more interest in keeping those. And if you don't keep the interest on the trios championship, it's going to fail because WCW tried that twice and both times that failed. So for me right now, the trios championship in AEW is not really holding its weight. And I think either one, if you're not going to start utilizing that championship anymore, get rid of it. it. There's no sense to keeping it around. 
So, you know, again, there's a perfect platform to use those championships and they failed to do it. The tag team championships, they used that right. Um, but yeah, I think at least every other battle of the belts, you should have the AEW world championship on the line. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and you know, kind of, I noticed our conversation we're having, we're talking about a good storyline to set up the event. We're talking about the event being prestigious with a major title defense. And I personally would have liked to seen Samoa Joe and hook be on Saturday night, because I think that would have, you know, kind of steered the ship in that direction. We're trying to go. Um, even thinking back the Kenny Omega um, MJF main event on collision, that could have been a battle of the belts, you know? So, and I think that would have gave us something memorable. And if I want to go back and watch that, it's easier to search. I try to go back and search through all the collision stuff. And I'm like, now what episode was that season? What? So I think those moments can live in battle of the belts. Um, so I do think like, a you know, Samoa Joe could make that his show in the future battle of the belts as he tries and, to defend the title, or maybe even a title change at battle of the belts 10, who knows? And the thing that I feel like too, is that he's like, again, they're listening to Chris. So I feel like, I feel like for this time around, for example, because I feel like the last, the last criticism for Battle of the Belts was the fact that it was all the Ring of Honor titles. And so, and so it was like, so people are complaining, well, you're doing the Ring of Honor titles, but you're not doing the other AEW titles. So on this one, it's like he's gonna put on all AEW titles, but it's like, but again, it's like if it was just if it was just better storylines building into it, it should feel like a match like like I have to like I've been waiting to watch this this title this title match happen, and it's finally gonna happen on, on Battle of the Belts. Cool, you know, and that's just not what's happening. It's like the same old booking, like you come in, you come do you come and win a match and now you demand a title change. You come, you come do a backstage interview in, in the open open challenge. It's like it just it needs if, if it had better storylines, we wouldn't even be having these conversations. And this and again, this from like what just to, to go back to what you said, like with Hook yesterday on yesterday. Instead of instead of fighting the guy he was fighting, Kevin, whatever he is, he's he was from in TNA and he's like he's the guy who does he he works backstage for them. Kevin Kevin Matthews, I think his name is. It should have been hook, it should have been hook versus it should have been hook versus um what's his name? What's his name that Jake the Snake manages? Uh, Lance, Lance Archer. Archer. Yeah, he should have been fighting Lance Archer last night to show that he could be a really competitive big man who has who has some who has some who has some street cred. That's who Hook should have been fighting last night. And and then again, and then again to me too, like to, it's about title change. If you're gonna have Swerve being the main event guy, then it should have been the mobile embassy dropping the six man titles yesterday, so they could be on so they could be on dynamite with Swerve instead of being you instead of being instead of holding on to Ring of Honor's title when they're not even hardly appearing on the show anymore, like they should have been, they should be able to move on to go help Swerve because he's going to be the main event guy, and that should have been the title change that should have happened yesterday. Um, but that's what I mean, it's just the better thinking long term instead of you know short term. It's just it would have been a lot better show. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys, you know, again for answering the questions. Um, I think there's a good story behind the story there about all the belts. Uh, was there any other final thoughts before maybe we segue into the next topic? I didn't have anything. Did you want to throw something there, Chris Haas? Uh, yeah, I actually enjoyed Battle of the Belt, despite the lack of title changes and uh, the way they went off the air uh, for the uh, collision uh, uh, kind of hyping up that uh, something's going on outside the arena uh, made it seem like uh, worth continuing to watch. So put me down as uh, somebody who enjoyed uh, AEW this week. Another vote for the good guys. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, hey, yo. Hey, yo. I can't do it, so. Survey says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So while we uh, go to a little bit that happened last night, because there was all sorts of surprises going on. Uh, I know you did a space on this last night, Carlos, but why don't we hand you the reins with last night's TNA's hard to kill pay-per-view. Yeah. So, I mean, so again, TNA's back, they came back strong. Um, and so the, the, again, they, the big, the big thing was they had Nick, the big surprise at the end. And it was funny cause I was, I'm part of a, of a, it's called Pepsi plungers. It's like just a group of, of 10 people that I've met and, you know, and it's like, and we just talk about wrestling and, and we, we predict every show. And one of my friends, Deb was asking me, and then one of the guys was in the, in the space with us yesterday, but Deb was like, I can't believe Trinity's not Trinity's not main event. And I go, because, because I go, they're going to have a surprise come out. And he's like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. You know? So I just thought it was, it was a good show. Again, I, if you haven't watched it, I would just suggest you go back and check it out. I think I think I'm excited for TNA. Scott Demore is a wonderful booker, but Nick Nimitz. So the show ended with Nick Nimitz showing up, and he's going to be you know. And, he, and again, Moose won the title, which I think was the right call because you know they then they started a whole new faction. They're, they're called the the program, I think, or yeah, I mean I had it written down the system, you know, with, with Moose and and um, Eddie Edwards and and Brian Myers and a football. I forget what football player and then Alicia Edwards, but it's like it's it's a good show. It was entertaining. It flows very if the, the the flows very easily. You had Josh Alexander versus Hammerstone. The Grizzly Young Veterans were on there. The thing I love about TNA is they do a good job of utilizing their whole roster, and they they do a good job of making every match feel important, you know. And it was a really good show. And uh, like I was saying before in the beginning, I think Nick Nimitz is the right person to if they're going to invest in somebody, he's the guy. Because you know he he doesn't need he doesn't need the money of AEW he doesn't he he's made a lot of money he wants to be there he wants to show what he can do as a wrestler because he's been handicapped by Vince McMahon for the last twenty years you know and the, or fifteen years that he's been there and the thing about it too is he doesn't want to go to AEW and be just another cog in the in the in the wheel he want to go to go to TNA and and be the big fish in a small pond you know and I think it just reminds me back of when they first got Kurt Angle or Christian Cage it's just it's an exciting time and so. Support this brand, you know, if, if you don't really, if you never watched it or you, or you got away, I just really encourage you to give them a chance because Scott Demore is a really good booker and they're doing a lot of cool things there. Brian, did you have any thoughts on last night's pay-per-view? Yeah, um, kind of to follow up here. I do feel like having Nick Nemeth on there, I'm glad to see him go to TNA. Um, yes. I think it's to his point, does good for both parties, right? If he would have went to AEW, you know, I almost am glad and proud of Tony Khan to kind of stay away from that a little bit, you know, with guys like him, Mustafa Ali, just for the purpose of he's got to take care of what he has. He's got to get his house in order a little bit. And just introducing more guys like that, I just think it's too much new bodies to manage. So I would like to see the first four to five months of the year just be about, hey, let's invest in our own. Let's take care of what we have. And like, let's make this you know house look amazing. Um, now, Nick Nemeth going to the TNA brand is going to be huge. I like that Kurt Angle um, you know, comparison just because that was a big deal when Kurt went there. And I do believe there will be a member of the IWC fan base that will go there to check it out, right? And that's going to – anytime you can get eyes on the TNA product, that's great for not just the industry. It's great for their brand, and that's how they survive all these years is because they make little moves like that that keeps that independent – you know, wrestling fan, like just to kind of hone in a little more and keep it interesting. So that's my only thoughts. Really quick, Brian, I wanted to follow up with you. Do you, do you think that Tony Khan didn't want them or do you think that, or do you think that they don't just don't want to go to AEW? Cause I feel like he, I feel like, cause I feel like he would have signed if he had the chance. I feel like they don't want to go there is what I think. 
yeah, I'm trying to put myself in the uh, mindset from the business approach, what I would do. And so I'm going to say, I'm going to translate that and say, maybe Tony would do the same thing as a business owner. I mean, I know when I got to hone in, right. And I can't spend money right now. And I say, okay, I got to hone this and bring this in and I got to take care of what I have. Otherwise it's not going to be a good place for people to come. So that's kind of maybe me transferring myself a little bit into that statement. Um, you know, I can only speculate what Tony's doing. Right. And, and to, and to go off what you said too, I think that's why it's smart that what he's doing with jungle boy, again, letting him go, letting him go on to new Japan, rip up his AEW contract there, put on an armband that says scapegoat, because like you I like to, to go off what you said, I think he has plenty to, to worry about already with, with AEW, as far as like Swerve, Samoa Joe, all these different, this young bucks, things, retirement match. There's so much, there's so much they have good going there already that they can focus on. Let Jungle Boy go cook, put him on loan for New Japan. Heck, even give him the TNA if they want him for a year, you know? Like let him go there and, and let the A let the AEW fans build a thirst and a and a craving for and a hunger to see him again and then have him come back. I I, I like 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 what you said. Like I like it because focus on what you have and then even like with Jungle Boy too, like let that build over there and, and, and give it back to and let and have him come back to AEW eventually and be, and be a full force, you know? So again, there was a lot of positives last night for sure. Yeah. And I also like that you brought up uh, jungle boy because what that told me is the territory relationships are still strong. Cause I know we had rumors of, you know, uh, WWE wanting to play in other people's sandboxes. And I was a little bit worried, but I said, okay, now that just proves that that new Japan partnership for AEW is still strong. They are still sharing talent. They're still, you know, kind of aligned like the old territory days. And I love seeing that. So I'm glad you brought that point. Thank you. And for me too, like what you go off what you said, I, I, that's one thing I would love to see with, with TNA for 2024 is, and again with Tony Khan is I would just love to see him working with TNA again too, because I just think it would, I think it was, I think it would make sense for them. I think it'd be a good partnership, you know, and then, then that's the thing. And then if you want to bring in a, a, a nickname for one, for a one-off, you know, then you can, you know, it's just boring. That's the one thing I like to see again, because 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 TNA is already working with they they so they announced and that's the thing too on on Hard to Kill yesterday they announced a partnership with with they with Triple A which Tony Khan worked with too they had Ellie Hill David Kingo on there you know they they work with New Japan too so why and again so does MLW so again why not just just do the last little thing because like you said I do I do like the territory thing and that's something that I think fans did realize too like. When somebody like a Mercedes Monet or Will Ospreay, they choose a sign with, with, or you know, they choose a sign with with AEW, it's because they can still go work with New Japan and, and do the things they love to do because they're artists at the end of the day. So don't look at it as a negative; like it's a positive for the wrestling business and it's a big win for everybody. Definitely, John. How about you? I didn't really have much on it. Um, I was kind of busy last night, but I was actually going to see what Chris Haas thought about uh, TNA's hard to kill pay-per-view if he watched it and apparently that was his thought sorry did I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he, was, he was sick yesterday but he, he, we talked about it we talked about it yesterday on, on our on the space uh, so i was watching other uh uh things uh so it'd be hard for me to comment on hard to kill because i did not watch it and i don't want to <laughs> Make it by making a bad comment, <laughs> and, there you go. and for me, I tried to watch it on Envy Streams last night. And for whatever reason, uh, there was a lot of pay per view problems with Envy Streams last night. So, unfortunately, I was not able to watch it while I was at my in laws trying to get my nice fancy costume ready for the Chris Jericho cruise we're about to sell here in a week and a half. So, I was kind of a little bummed because I think I caught a couple of matches and then just it went away and I was a little bummed. So 
Um, but anyways, yeah, I didn't. From the two matches what I watched, I thought TNA looked like it was having a hell of a night based off the tweets as well. So I think they're going to come strong, and I hope they can keep that momentum going. And many of the, many of the, I guess you can say the pro wrestling reviewers really gave TNA their props last night too. I don't think I've seen anything really bad about last night's pay-per-view. So I really hope TNA comes back and they start kicking ass. And just really quick, just, I want to, I want to say that like, cause the one thing that I feel like with, with, with fans too, like, Quit looking at it as a less than because that's like the one the one comment we kind of got yesterday on the space was well, I wish they got a, they had a bigger TV deal and stuff like that. They're ha- they're happy where they're at, guys, and that's and that's so that's what I want to say to that. Like they're happy on Access. Like Access owns the comp- owns the organization. Like they're happy to have it because it creates content for them. So like that's again. So if you're so if you're watching so if, if again if if you, if you have Comcast or you or let's say you have YouTube TV. And they say they don't they don't have TNA. Like go watch it on another show on another on a thing where you get the free stream or whatever. And and don't feel guilty about it because they're happy where they're at. But at the same time, go and support the company and maybe subscribe for a month to their to their to their um to their you know to their streaming thing. Or maybe maybe you buy one pay-per-view every three months, you know, like like support the company and that if you're giving content for free. There's still other ways you can support the company. Go buy a T-shirt, you know. Like there's other. Go see it live if they're in, in your area, you know. Like if they're not, if they're not offering you where a, a chance to see it because the platform they choose to be on, like that's fine because they're happy where they're at. They're they're making money. They're that's money they're investing because they want the content. But don't feel bad about getting the content anywhere else, and don't and don't make it seem like it's less than because it's not on a YouTube TV or or a Comcast. You know, they're happy where they're at. You know, they're content. Exactly. And, you know, they also need to do things that make sense. I mean, if they keep going to bigger TV deals or bigger venues and they're not filling up the seats or they're not getting the viewership, they're they're wasting a lot of money down the drain and it doesn't make sense for them. So, but if, like Carlos says, if you really want to see them survive, support them. Get out there, go to a live event, buy merchandise. That's how you show your support to companies like that. And just one thing too, real quick about I want to just touch on that. Please like give these guys a ch- give these guys there are these wrestlers have real feelings. Again, they when they're under the like with so back to like Ash by Ash by Elegance, which is gonna be um what's her um Dana Brooks' new character. You know, Ash is a real name. Like people were shitting on it right away because like, oh, this is the big surprise, this is the, the, the and they're comparing it to Jinder Mahal. It's like 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 that woman was suppressed because of one man's booking decisions and let instead of shitting like and again wait for the whole show because you all look stupid when nick nimma showed up right because you're all talking shit about tna you're all talking shit about her shitting on her and but then when nick nimma came out you had to eat your worries so let let it play out a little bit guys and again but just like give her the chance to show what she could really do instead of just expecting setting unrealistic expectations on her like she was supposed to be like the nick nimma showing up when nick nimma actually showed up like give give these people a chance please Patience is key, folks. Especially, yes, especially at least watch the show till the end before you crap on it. Damn. Well, yeah, I mean that's the problem is our the IWC is so quick to just make judgment, but get them, get them, get them. Yeah, and there's, I mean, and again, again, most of us are monetized too. There's other ways to make your monetization than shitting on people and and going after the mental health. Jesus Christ. (laughs) What? Give it a chance. I mean, 
it really doesn't take that much, folks. Even if you have to kind of give it a day or two to think, okay, maybe I was a little harsh with my initial judgments with the event. Sometimes I have to do that myself when I watch a PLE or pay-per-views. I have to sit back and kind of digest everything I watched. And there's times where, yeah, at first my thoughts aren't great, but then as I keep reviewing and reviewing, oh, no, this event did actually turn out to be better than what I rated it. So, you know, you just you just got to give it time. So, but while we go into the final part here, the fun one here, as you, many of you are watching live either on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, or even on our uh, initial page showing our YouTube. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this is where John just goes back on what he just said about giving. Yeah, he's like, now I'm going to be named. This is the Get him! <laughs> Get him! Get him, you little bastard. No, no I'm on. I really want to throw this out there because this has really just kind of pissed me off over the last month or so. Um, it already started off with Nick Hausman, you know, sitting there throwing out the allegations of Chris Jericho. And then I watched Body Slam Net starting to do their shit on Jericho. And I'm, the whole time I'm just sitting here thinking, okay, now this is starting to be not really a coincidence because. For those of you who actually listen to our show or those of you attending, you know Chris Jericho Cruz is about to set sail here on January 25th. And what really pisses me off is all this timely events that just so happen to now come up, all because, one, Jericho basically told, I guess, Punk's lawyer, "Uh, go pound sand, I never signed an NDA or some shit like that. yeah, first off, I'm going to debunk a couple of them real quick because this is where I tell you, don't ever trust every single thing a dirt sheet will say. I'm not saying that you're ever 100% wrong. There are some things they will get right every once in a while. And notice the keywords I say once in a while. But I'm going to throw some history here. Um, the reason why I tell people ringside news is trash, they posted an article back in uh, Chris Jericho Cruz triple whammy. And you can go find this on their site. They titled it fans want a refund before even boarding Chris Jericho Cruz. Uh, for a quick backstory on that, this was the very first cruise that Norwegian did right after the COVID restrictions were in place. The unfortunate part for us to take to get on the ship though, was every single person had to be COVID tested just before the ship. And Norwegian and Six Man did their part by getting a third party, who unfortunately was CBS, to come and test us. They, <laughs> they set up like 30 stations for all these cruisers to be tested. Well, unfortunately, when it came to boarding day, guess how many of those stations got filled up? Two. Yeah, you might as well just said it was two. Only one third of those stations were filled. Wow. Now, had they had every station filled up, this process would have went a lot quicker. Um, Sarah and I were in that line for a good nine hours. Oh from, my gosh. From the start to getting on the ship. And I I'm not gonna lie, yeah, we were frustrated, we were pissed. 
However, one thing that uh, Ringside News claimed was somebody, and this is the funny part, somebody told them fans were ch chanting, we want refunds, or there was a Twitter message sent to them saying, this is absolutely ridiculous. We're just going to turn around and not go on this. That's kind of funny because Ringside News never published who all said these things, which that's why I say they're trash. Because if you're going to sit here and you're going to sit and throw these accusations out or say that somebody said we want refunds, post who's posting it. Don't be a chicken shit. You already got it out there. So you might as well just throw it in there. However, that entire nine hours, Sarah and I were in line. Nobody said they wanted a refund. They were all just happy to be there and they were going to get on the ship and we were going to be away for a few days. So one, that's why I think ringside news is a bunch of pieces of shit because I can't ever trust anything they say after saying something that stupid. My next one now goes to body slam net. The whole reason I'm going after them is now they brought up an event, which kind of funny I was also on that cruise, Chris Jericho cruise part two. Supposedly there was an altercation between MVP and Chris Jericho where MVP knocked out Chris Jericho. However, the really funny thing is I'm a part of the group Chris Jericho cruisers on Facebook. We've all been talking about this. Wouldn't it have been pretty obvious if that little event happened? that <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense because nothing adds up if there really was an altercation where mvp knocked jericho out don't you think there would have been signs on jericho's body or skin or something to show that this uh, this little altercation took place and the whole time we never seen any bruises or anything on jericho nothing to his face Nothing that shows any kind of after effects of if you were technically knocked out. And all Body Slam Net could provide was, well, yeah, he was wearing sunglasses to hide the bruise. There was no bruise on Jericho whatsoever that entire time. So another thing that really pisses me off is more shit from a dirt sheet that has not been proven true. So this goes to my third one. And we already talked about it a little earlier with Nick Hausman sitting there throwing the allegations of Chris Jericho and the sexual assault. He, or the sexual things he had with Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray never came out and said anything against Chris Jericho. Now, did it happen or did it not happen? We're never going to probably know. And there's no need for us to really know. That's why those dirt sheets get in there and they get that clickbait from you. Because if you're really that, if you're really that, uh, I guess, attracted to that type of attention, you go ahead and do it. But I'm telling you right now, it will cost you. I think Nick Kalsman's done a lot of damage because all of a sudden, he's now backtracked, even though he claims he's not backtracking. Yeah, he's backtracked because he said, well, I never 
said this was true. These were just resources sent to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what you alligated there, buddy. You, you called it out. You better stick to it. And so again, that's another strike right there where I just cannot believe somebody in the dirt sheet business to say whatever it is they post out there. So my message to all of you, if, if you really want to enjoy wrestling, please stay out of those damn dirt sheets. It's not doing you any favors and it doesn't do the community any favors. But um, Carlos, did you want to throw anything out there on that? So the one, the one, th- the thing I want to say to that is if is if 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 you want if you want it if you want to get the news, I mean again, I'm a, I'm a fan of Fightful. Then pay the five dollars for Fightful and actually get and get the good stuff. And what I mean by that is people a lot of people like dog on Sean Ross Sapp. And again, he doesn't get everything right either. But again, they're going off things they feed him. But the thing that you got to realize if you look at if you look at Fightful, they never said one damn thing about Chris Jericho thing because there's because they couldn't because they can't get nothing to support this allegation. You know they don't they don't they didn't report about the whole the whole sexual allegations thing. You know because. Um, there was there was not a story they couldn't get they they can't get nothing to to verify it so they're not going to report on it you know I, they didn't report on I don't think they reported on the MVP thing either you know but I had I thought I heard that MVP said that but again I'm not going to get in rumors but who cares you know At the same time the thing that you I the thing that I want people to remember about NDAs and this is the thing that you need to realize is that so if somebody signs an NDA that like they're doing that like or let's say let's, let's just say for example. Girl A signed was was harassed by guy B, guy A, and then she and then she took a payout. They took the money in that, right? So again, if they wanted if they wanted it to be out there, they would have said no, and they would and they would have told the truth, right? But they didn't because they wanted a payday. So and then for them to go back on them, there's also the side of it where like they're being they're being deceitful because now they're going back on something they signed and took a payout. Because now they, they they ran out of money or or whatever the cause is now they want to tell the truth but it's like they're going against their own word because they agreed to keep silent about it and now they're not no more so there's that side of it too so so before you're gonna go and judge things look at it from every 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 side of the situation like that person agreed not to do it and not do that too and again and if you want to and again I can I can start my own site too because what, what what a lot of these guys do is they're literally just listening to podcasts that these other guys are talking about they were and they're reporting what, what they said on the podcast there's been so many times that I've gone on wrestling sites lately you know and and I and it's literally like I'm like well I, I just heard that pop thing too so I could have went and transcribed that too but that's not what I want to do like I just go it's like they're looking for clicks. They're looking to get monetized. They're looking for money. So take it with a grain of salt, you know. And, and again, if you want a site to go and listen to things, I suggest going on Fightful and also Wrestling Wrestling News. Because the thing about Wrestling News is they are they Wrestling News is always WrestlingNews.co. They're always they're always um, quoting their source, you know. And so again, that right there tells you that you're getting a more legitimate thing. And again, just be and Andrew Zarian too is another great guy to listen to because. He doesn't do this for money. He just does it for a hobby. So again, just choose who you get resources from before you're going to go and spread something negative and and tell and and and, and add fuel to the fire. Do your research and go look at go look at various sites. Don't just and don't just go off one that's garbage like all the ones that John just said. I would never even click on their shit because they're absolute trash. You know, just be weary. Go go and and just before you go spreading more stuff, do your research, please. And. Yeah, that's what I was going to throw out there is I know this is a bad example, but you anytime you heard Glenn Beck and his shows, he'll say, don't just believe what I tell you. 
go do your research and form your own opinions. And that's what you need to do if you're really going to get into that. So, uh, Brian, did you want to throw anything as far as dirt sheets? Yeah, let me just add a little value on it. Um, ultimately, I was always kind of taught that, you know, news is observation of the event that you're reporting um, or a direct quote from the person you're reporting about. Right. And then the rest or it's two sources confirmed. Right. And that can be somebody that works in the building, et cetera, um, not just two Google sources. Right. It's not high school newspapers or what have you. But ultimately, um, trust the information you're getting. If you didn't hear it directly, you know, try to do a little digging, kind of like what John and Carlos just hit at. Um, there's been very much times where I've been given some information from one source that I trust that works in a certain building. Right. But I decided to never one. I don't want to be that kind of re person or reporter. That's not my thing. I've never put it on Twitter. I've never said, oh, this is the news. And I want to be at the front edge and just the thing that everybody talks about. Right. So ultimately, just think and, you know, even if it's a small inner circle of group. OK, great. You can talk among your friends. But, you know, think about what you put on a public format that can be seen by thousands of people. So that would be kind of my final take on that. All right. Chris. Thanks Hoss. for adding. Yeah, no, I was going to thank uh, Brian for adding some value. I'd like to extract some value at this point. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I mean, what's good? You know, oh, how dare I? No, it, Watch it, it burn, baby. Watch it burn. <laughs> oh, how dare you? No, no, no drama, Chris, here. This is me. Uh, saying that I appreciate you allowing me to give a shout out to uh, NV Streams. Uh, Rob Nakamura had his uh, grandmother who raised him uh, pass away this last week. Oh, and man. So, yeah, no. Uh, so uh, I'd like to say F cancer. And uh, for people who want to focus on small things, uh, you know, there are big things going on there out in the world. And so I just want to extend my uh, deepest condolences, uh, sympathies, and uh, give the uh, flowers to her. Yeah, prayers to Rob and his family there. That's uh, that's really a tough thing to deal with. And just really quick, guys, because, again, people want to shit on Sharma Sap because they don't like him as a person. But just I just I just searched the Fightful website website and, and I look and I looked up MVP and they never reported that news either. So you cannot like him. Yeah, he can he can be petty sometimes, but he tries to do his diligence. So and again, just to go there, people can talk shit, but he didn't report. He didn't report the whole cruise thing either. So there you go. No, it, you know, and look, I'm not I'm going to kind of go back on it. I'm not saying it may have, it may have not happened. But I have a hard time believing it when we seen Chris the entire cruise, and there's no black eye, and it's reported he has a black eye, and all yeah, like you're gonna bitch, been a bunch too. Like wrestlers fight all the time, man. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna happen. You're not always good. Testosterone city. Sorry, it's not all rainbow sunshine and ponies everywhere you it's go. Not, damn it. I'm out. No, sorry, Rainbow Goodness, but you know, I'm not. I'm not. Come saying, on, stay with stick with the brand, John. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, Skittle Boy, you you type it out there. So, but I'm not the Rainbow. <laughs> Amen to that. That's what she said. Oh, uh, but, I'll do right. But again, you know, I'm not saying there wasn't anything that happened. I'm just saying there's no signs of it. And again, I just. I don't take anything from the dirt sheets with a grain of salt. The funny part is about the part due between MVP and Chris Jericho. That was fucking four years ago. I mean, seriously, 
let's get over it if you're going that far back. That's just, to me, it sounds like someone's just holding a grudge because they don't like but, Chris Jericho. But it's also about what is it like you just said before, what's been the hot topic? Chris Jericho and your Kaufman. So again, now they're looking for more stories about Chris Jericho because they know everybody's searching it. Just like just like we were getting reports that, you know, CM Punk went to talk about for lunch today. Like because everyone's just looking for they're looking for the things that they know everybody's searching because they're looking trying to get clicks. So remember that, people. Like yeah. it's just about it's like who cares? It's like you said, who gives a shit? It was four years ago. Who cares? <laughs> and oh my god, Carlos posted another cheeseburger post. Let's go right. see how many people we're gonna have lunch with today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, now that I finally got my tangent out of the way, I feel better. You feel better, John? I feel better for the first Sunday takedown for you know you can go you can go take a shit in now. <laughs> oh, that's Kanowski's problem. So <laughs> we'll rebrand to Sunday takedown stress. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's all we have for today. Uh, Brian, did you want to throw any shout outs? No, just thank you um to everyone and anyone. And I'm so excited for all the wrestling we're gonna get with the mania season fun, and then it's you know, kind of like we're just going to have a great wrestling year. I know it. And I love the fact that our community's grown so much out on Twitter X and it's going to get even stronger as we go. All right, Carlos. Um, hold on one second. Sorry. Oh, Jesus. There's a list. <laughs> I want no, I want I want to just I want to give a special shout out to um to Christopher to Christopher Jackson. Um his his handle is uh CD CD Denver29 on on X. Um he's he's become a friend of the show. And again, yesterday, you know, I knew John was busy. I knew again my everyone's busy, but again, I, I wanted to do something with TNA because again I wanted to celebrate a fun a good moment for the for again for wrestling fans. And he, he jumped on board and he co-hosted with me yesterday and he did his homework too. I could tell he was excited about, about talking about TNA. So just a quick shout out to him and, it, you know, just for, for stepping on being, being a, being like that part of the team, you know, that he's excited to talk wrestling again. And again, just to what Brian said, you know, I'm glad that we're, we're, we're making these friends in the community, you know, and again, people that just, the, everyone who came on the space last night, it was a fun time. Thank you guys, Chris, for always supporting, you know, he was on there yesterday and not didn't even talk. He was just on there because he want to support us. So just a special shout out to Chris Haas and just anyone in the IWC, all the people in, in you know, in, in the um, Sage Up Network, everyone, and, you know, in sports affiliates, you know, everyone that I'm a part of, just, you know, you guys all support us and we appreciate you guys. Thank you. And I want to throw a few shout outs to their favorite podcast friends out there. Jim over the fan in the van, Garrett with, is this a bad take podcast? Jim and, Garrett, who both do the Steel and Till Talk, Garrett and Jalen, who do the Two Dudes Sports News, Aaron over at the Brutally Honest Sports, Brent and Dave with 1420 Sports News, Nate over at Nate Daily Wager, Visit Vegas Places with Coil, Chris and Deb over at Today We Laughed and Learned. And I also want to send a big uh, shout out to Ted, the hillbilly hill. He went through a gimmick change. And if you haven't been following his new podcast is Ted's takes. So please make sure you go listen to our favorite brother there. Um, without any further ado, I think it's over. Over. Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decided this wasn't over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. The Germans. <laughs>